The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Crowd showing their appreciation by chanting Athena's name. If you're watching a picture, picture you saw that counter off the rear chin lock. Oh, 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 wow. It's like a laser beam right to the ground. Explosivity right there, oh. boys. Explosivity. Ooh. Lifting kick, chopping Enzigiri from Athena. She's got what some quick feet. Yeah, kick combination there by the fallen goddess Athena. He's just starting to warm up here. Athena incoming, buddy. Now oh, Athena. Front hand spring into an elbow strike. Rolls Kira Hogan through. Now Athena headed to the top. Could be all the way to the top. Could be looking for that swan diving cutter. She. Oh, well, Red Velvet. Velvet just got kicked. And. Oh, oh, wow. Athena got yanked off the top by Kira Hogan. I think Athena knew she was going to land on her face. She tried to stop it, but she could not. And now Kira Hogan. Oh, beautiful. Diving hook on Rana. Got to keep on getting after her now, Hogan. And Kira Hogan. Running boot slide across the face. And now Kiera, high stack to, oh, Athena. Tough to kick out of that right there. You know, when you get stacked that high in the back of your head with your opponent's body weight on you, it's tough, but impressive kick up by Athena. 
Now you see Hogan, no back down, no stop. She's keeping the heat on her opponent. Well, she's been doing that pretty much throughout the entire match. I, I've, I've actually been quite surprised how she's dominated Athena. But you know as well as me, Chris, that's so important. Oh, hair versus hair. You got that coming up, buddy. Jericho. Look at this. Hair versus hair. Jericho versus Ortiz. It's St. Louis, two weeks. You're going to see a bald man, Excalibur. A bald man. Good test. I'm going to shave his head. I'm going to burn his face because I'm a wizard. Shave his face, too? Yeah. He needs one. Wizard Staff has a knob on the end. It does, it does, but nonetheless, this match continues. Kiara Hogan laying in some elbow strikes to Athena, who's caught up on the top rope. These girls are taking each other to the limit. This has been a long match here. It's been a battle. To yeah, the I mean, point, it Jim. really has been a battle. And wait, Athena gets her footing on the top rope. Uh -oh. Goodness oh, me! Oh, 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 face oh, from oh, Athena! The oh. one diving cutter! One, two, three! Watch yourself there, this TBS champ. Taz, it's not often we see Jay Cargo with a nervous look on her she, face. You're right, because look at this. Wow! But you're right, Excalibur. Cargo definitely had a look on her face like, oh, okay. But this girl's here for real, Athena. No joke. Yes, she is no joke. Impressive debut here at AEW. She's making a statement. Look at that face. She's telling her to get in the ring. Birthday girl Jay wants none of it, though. Jay Cargo wants no part of it. Stokely Hathaway. Preaching that discretion is a better part of valor. right there for Adam Cole as he said Excalibur making his way over here towards the announce desk. It's great to have uh, Cole join us here on commentary with yourself, me and uh, Mr. Jericho. And we are kicking things off in a very, very big way at the top of the hour live on TNT. It will be the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. What a way to start our rampage. What a way to start out the first rampage to come your way from Southern California. Mexico, at a combined weight of 409 pounds, Penta Uzbek. 
puro Phoenix Lucha Brothers Penta Penta Cito Is that a mini? Who is that? Baby Penta But with a Ray Phoenix mask I'm all confused But it's great Who is that kid? Oh, that, yeah, there we go. It is Pentacito after all. But Adam Cole, thank you for joining us here at the desk. I have to ask, who you got in this match? Well, first of all, I want to say it's an absolute pleasure to be here with two absolute legends, and not you, Excalibur. What? <laughs> but obviously, I'm going for the Young Bucks, the greatest tag team of all time, and they're here on their home turf, baby. Who's, they, more, who's more useless, Abrahantes or the little kid? Well, I would little say kid, Alex. Little kid's cute, at least. I would definitely say Alex is his moment. I agree. Keep the kid out there. Kid's over. Look at this! Hometown heroes! The greatest tag team of all time has entered the building. A huge moment. Forever Show Cucamonga, California. At a combined weight of 417 pounds, Nick and Matt Jackson, the Ian Bucks. Wow. Very fitting for the first rampage from Ontario, California to feature the hometown heroes, the Young Bucks. Though, Adam, to your earlier point, you said the Young Bucks, the greatest tag team of all time. That's right. However, in the eight-match series with the Lucha Brothers, the Lucha Brothers have scored the majority of victories. Now, listen, I'm not saying anything or, or putting anything against the Lucha Brothers about how talented they are as a tag team. But when push comes to shove, when the lights are shining on bright, when the Young Bucks get the chance to show how absolutely incredible they are, they do it. They're going to do it tonight. Well, this, this match should be absolutely spectacular for sure, Chris. You're going to keep us guessing? How many wins do they have? The Young Bucks? You said the, the, the Young Bucks have three. Penta and Phoenix have five. Okay, well, you never told us that. I'm sitting here oh, waiting for the punchline. I'm trying, I'm, trying to you, I'm not a, a, a I'm statistician like you are. Oh, the Wizards knob, hasn't it? No, the Wizards, wizards, staff wizards staff don't have to end. count. Well, that's a wizard. I would think <laughs> you would know that, Jericho. You're going to wait to see what happens. Come on now. All right, we are live in just a couple seconds on TNT. And we are witnessing another classic battle between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Nick Jackson just did an impressive athletic display to get this tag. As the Hardys are watching, Jurassic Express is watching, we're all watching. And they got a picture perfect. Nice roll through. And now the locomotion Northern Lights suplexes from Matt Jackson. That takes One a, more, Matt. Just takes a ton, of, a ton of cross strength to do that. Oh. <laughs> now Matt looking for the fourth, but Penta comes with this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my God. Jackson takes both opponents over the top. And he's still got his gun in his mouth. Super impressive on that throw on both men. Remember, still to come here tonight on Rampage, we will hear from the newly crowned AEW World Champion, CM Punk. You're not going to want to miss what he has to say. A lot of rumors going around yeah. about CM Punk. He's going to address them himself later tonight. A lot of chatter about the injury. Look at oh. this! Ooh. Beautiful sent on Atomico across the midsection array. Fennex! Oh, 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 oh. No, come Beautiful. on, Knox. I stack on that cover by Nick Jackson. Not enough to pin Phoenix, though. 
The Bucks have so many tools in their arsenal. They do. I mean, constantly seeing new maneuvers, effective things over and over again. You're right out of Cole, They have great chemistry, the Bucks, but oh, that what a their opponents. What a counter by Ray Fenix. Solbot there to the midsection, but Penta sweeps out the legs, oh, and on. Fenix comes in hot with that kick. Look at this. He's going to DDT him right off the apron Look side. Phoenix Fenix. Oh, wow. The foot is the worst DDT combination by the Lucha Brothers and Penta Oscuro. Oh my God, Bucks, come on, get it together. Get it together. Phoenix is going to soar, baby. He's going to soar. The foot stomp DDT inside the ring. Bucks are in trouble. The creative art of both these teams is mind-boggling. Uh, gonna get it. Farleg was hooked. Matt Jackson barely kicking out. He did barely kick out. Couldn't even get up after. Whoa! Oh, oh my God! To the rail. Chopankonero by Ray Phoenix. And now the pump handle. Oh. and Penta. Unbelievable. Look at this. Phoenix showing respect to the late great Eddie Guerrero right there. Ray Phoenix to the top. Get your knees up, Matt. Get your knees up. Oh! Massive frog splash. It's over. You got a kick. Oh, you that's got a it. kick. Oh. Impressive kick out by Matt. What an opening contest here on Rampage tonight. As Phoenix takes Dick Jackson right to the guardrail. The guy was. Yeah, no, notice how, how Phoenix's hip collided with Nick Jackson's face and then the back of his head hit the guardrail. It's disorienting. Almost like two for one there by for Ray Phoenix. And you see the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus looking on. So are the Hardy Brothers. A lot of highly invested parties in this one. This place is going crazy. They are loving this match. We're loving this match. The guy in the front row just took a boot to the face. He's loving it so much. <laughs> a lot of people forget how tough the Young Bucks really are. Agreed. And their conditioning is unbelievable. Their fight is unbelievable. And their resiliency is unbelievable. They can take a lot of punishment, keep ticking to your point. Out of Where are they going here? Right, Phoenix up on the shoulders with his brother oh, Penta. No, what no, the no, hell? No, no, no. I'm thinking maybe Doomsday Superplex, but Nick's, Nick's lurking in the wings here. Yeah, keep an eye on Nick's springboard. Ooh. Oh, oh my oh, god! Oh. Yes! Oh my god! And there Matt you go, Jackson Matt. flies in with the elbow drop. That's it! One, two, got him! Just the fact that Nick Jackson drop kicked them both into a, a poison Rodox caliber. Nick Jackson pinpoint accuracy with the drop kick, drop kick very nearly won the day for the Young Bucks on the home turf. Phoenix landed really bad on his face and high on his neck. His whole back supine. And Penta on the crown of his head as well. What a classic match we're witnessing here tonight, boys. You are not kidding, Chris. This is wicked, man. The ninth two-on-two two meeting between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. And this has lived up to any of the previous encounters, maybe even exceeding them. Now it's coming into a striking contest between Phoenix and Nick Jackson with those forearm shivers. Elbows right to the mouth. Jackson reverses Phoenix. Phoenix puts whoa, on the whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, come on. The back heel kick rocked him. And then the Gaman Gary put him down. And now Penta up on the top. Ray Fenix climbing. What the hell is this? What are they going for here? What Nick's, the hell is this? Nick right. better move. All the way to the top. Up. Look at oh this. My God. Oh my God. Oh. Unbelievable. Massive splash by the Lucha Brothers. Oh. Destroyer. Bucks. Bucks. Yes. Wow, that was close. This is one of the best matches in Rampage history, maybe at all. 
AEW history, period. Look at this. Without question. Absolutely spectacular attempt at a victory by the Lucha Bros. These two teams know one another so well. And now Ray Fenix, the soul butt, cracks the jaw of Nick Jackson. Fenix elevates Nick to the top. It might be going like version of a muscle buster here. Blackfire driver, but no, Nick counters. Rolls Beautiful, up. there you go. Hangs on the legs, whoa. The hooks were oh. in deep right and in the, the muscular. Yeah, the super kick. And now Nick's that push and run. Yes. Oh my God, unbelievable. This is the momentum shift that the Bucks need. They got to control the pace here. Well, I think they're in control to there the point, Adam Cole. They're definitely in control here. Super kick parties for the Lucha Brothers. Party all around, baby. Let's go, Bucks. And the Bucks have a chance for the BTE trigger here. Read him and weep. Let's go, Bucks. The Bucks sizing up Ray Fenix. BTE He's trigger low. He avoided it. The Bucks stopped short of colliding, though. Quickness. Ah, oh, they catch up. They caught him on that they cross. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. Delta driver. Yes, yes. And Nick Jackson. There he is. Delta driver. Match is over. Center of the ring. Match is over. Two. No. He got his shoulder up at the same time. He can't believe it. I can't believe it. I think I think Matt Jackson may have been too overzealous and pulled back Hold a little up. too far, Taz. And the weight shift to your point, Excalibur, was over-rotated, hence not being able to get the victory. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance Phoenix was going to kick out of that. And that was a critical error by the Young Bucks. Oh, oh, oh. his mask on whoa, the whoa. Beautiful! The ultimate insult! Holy the, smokes! The super kick party for the mask of oh, Penta! Oh my the BTE trigger! One, two, three! <laughs> yes! Cole, you boys did it, buddy. <laughs> what I tell you, you the greatest it. tag team of all time. They just proved it. Way to go, Bucks. What disrespect by Matt Jackson Harris now with the mask. Yeah. In Mexico, that would be a disqualification. But here in the U.S., here in AEW, right, the right. match continues. We're a long way from Mexico. And what a classic we just witnessed. Is it walking slowly, Taz, or is it just me? I was going to ask you that, Chris, but it looks like 
He's got a little bit of a, little bit of a rough walk going on there. So. A lot of sports prognosticators have been speculating something may have happened to Puck. That's why he wanted to come out here and address it himself in front of the sold-out crowd here in Ontario, Southern California. Well, he definitely pumped the world heavyweight champion. He got a massive ovation as soon as he walked out here. This place is still going nuts for the champ. Got a massive ovation last Wednesday night when we debuted at the fabulous Kia Forum. And now here tonight in Ontario, the Inland Empire of Southern California. I gotta tell you, that championship looks good around his waist. Hey, this guy's used to being a champion. Not his first rodeo. say every bone in my body, I mean even the broken ones. But my brain told me to stay, and my gut told me that everybody here live deserved an explanation, so here I am. I said, since I stepped foot here in All Elite Wrestling, that I was gonna wrestle and give you my all until the wheels fell off. I got good news and I got bad news. Which one you want first? Because the last thing I ever wanted to feel is like I was letting any of you down. The last thing I ever wanted to do was leave you feeling disappointed. So I hope thus far I haven't made you feel that way. I have loved every single second I have been in this ring. Every single, every single time I've been in this ring in front of all of you has been a gift I never thought that I would be able to experience ever again.
okay. Here's the bad news. The bad news is I'm injured and I need surgery. A couple of things are broken. The biggest one is my heart. Because I love nothing more than performing for all of you and I wanted to go on one hell of a run. That's the bad news. The good news is I can still do all that. I told you I was gonna go until the wheels fall off. Well, the wheels are still there. They haven't fallen off. It's just that one of them happens to be broken. But I've come back from worse. I've felt better than I feel today, but I am here to tell you that I've also felt a hell of a lot worse. This is a bump in the road. It hurts. It hurts like hell. I want to wrestle for you. I want to wrestle right now. And that being said, let's talk about this title. Let's talk about being AEW World Champion. I told Tony before I came out here that I don't want to hold this place up. There is a long laundry list of talent in the back that can fill my shoes. They can be champion. I'm talking Brian Danielson. I'm talking John Moxley. I'm not here to stand in anybody's way. I told Tony I would relinquish this title, but Tony told me that he believes in CM Punk. And he believes this is just a bump in a road, and I'm gonna tell you, God damn it, I needed to hear that. Because sometimes... Sometimes I get a little down on myself, and that doubt creeps in. And that doubt can ruin anything, but standing here in front of you, like, I'm gonna promise you one thing. I'm not gonna let that doubt creep in. I'm not gonna let it ruin anything. And the get back is gonna be bigger than the setback. I'm champion for a reason. And I'm gonna show you exactly why. I will come back bigger faster, stronger, and hungrier than ever before. And God damn it, I will prove exactly why I am the best in the world. Wow, what an announcement from CM Punk. Wow, I mean, that's blockbuster news there, guys. It's unfortunate he's got a messed up wheel. Hello everyone and welcome to the PWC Friday Night Carnage. I'm your host Jimmy T and in the blue corner we have none other than Evil Dose, Mr. Dr. Jeff Lippman. Welcome to the Carnage. How are you my friend? <laughs> Eventful. <laughs> nice. And in the red corner he's Canada's own, he's Winnipeg's own, he is Mr. Chris Ams, and that's Ams with no L, Mr. AMBS himself, who's ready to go to bed after watching CM Punk. Chris, welcome back to the Carnage Band. It feels funny me introducing you right now, dude. 
Yeah, it's kind of uh, kind of different. Sorry for my audio being kind of crap, but I'm I'm working off of these earbuds. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be on the Carnage. Happy to be doing a recording with you guys, and happy to be awake after listening to that crap just drag <laughs> on. It wasn't confusing no. at all. It wasn't. It actually wasn't. But um, the fucking crowds like. Oh, oh, you're 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 gonna stay. You're you're good. Okay, good. Yeah. No. Oh, oh no, no. It was no, completely confusing, oh, Demetrios. Oh no. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks, Jeff. For the record, and I'll start with you first, Jeff. Um, is it, if if the if it's true, if the rumors are true or whatnot, did it happen while he jumped on the guardrail this past Wednesday on Dynamite? And if so, he's an idiot. That's all I have to say, man. I have no idea if knowing if it's true. I saw somebody say that. I mean, there's been so many places where it could have happened. And, you know, he's 42 or 43 and has a lot of wear and tear on his body. It has not been a good week for Japanese strong style inspired wrestlers, <laughs> you know, that are late 30s, early 40s this week. I don't know. But, I mean, for a half hour, the entire world was was – completely confused commentary did almost nothing to make it better the few times they tried to clarify they were like talking over or under a wrestler or loud music so it, it wasn't clear if they would and they would just bring it up in the middle like he hasn't relinquished the title but you couldn't tell because there was no intro to it so you can tell he has not relinquished out or breaking news despite what you might think he hasn't relinquished i mean it was only till the end when they give us a graphic for about two and a half seconds that there's going to be a battle royal to determine the uh, second entrant to a number one contenders match with John Moxley, who I guess is the default number one contender or, or co-equal number one contender, who I guess that match is going to be at Forbidden Door now, the main event, to crown an interim world heavyweight champion. So CM Punk doesn't have to relinquish. So that worked really great with Cody and Sammy Guevara with the TNT title a few months ago. But like everybody thought, now they're like, oh, if Tanahashi still has a AEW title match, maybe it'll be a gauntlet match. That they, it, it was never a title match. It was never going to be a title match. It was just going to be an exhibition match. But now, you know, so I, anyway, that 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 doesn't matter. That's so minor compared to the rest of it. But I mean, you know, Brian Alvarez tweeted he hasn't relinquished. The, I mean, I guess that's true. Uh, but who could? Who could freaking tell? I mean, this was a live show. This this wasn't even so. I mean, the producer could have said, "Hey, we can do it," or put a Chiron on the screen. Chris will say it better than I'll say it. He's 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 good with them words. Go ahead, Chris. Give us your right. thoughts, man. I'll uh, I'll try to give it them words then. Um, this was extremely confusing right from the get go. Uh, as soon as he was walking out. The announcers were basically building up. Well, he's he's coming out to say something, and he may be injured, and et cetera, et cetera. So he comes out. He's crying because, of course, he's crying because apparently he's sensitive. Phil, since he's been back, um, <laughs> sensitive. Phil has his uh, has his moment where he says, "You know, uh, uh, you know, every bone in my body, you know, told me to go home, including the broken ones." So right away, <laughs> the crowd's silent because. He's making jokes and they're going, oh, shit, this this is serious. And then he's saying, you know, but uh, but I told you that I wouldn't leave until the wheels fell off. 
And he's like, and the crowd gets up, and they're like, "Oh, oh, he's he's gonna he's gonna fight through it. Maybe this is an angle. Maybe this is something that he's gonna sell his leg really badly for the next little bit, but he's not going away." And then he goes, "Yeah, yeah." So I mean, you know, I'll, I'll see you, I'll see you all later. And then the crowd gets silent again, and then it's, and then he goes with, "Ah, you know, but I'm not relinquishing this title." And to- Tony told me that he's got faith in me, and everybody's cheering again, like, "Oh, great, he's sticking around!" Like. Man, some of this shit, like, I, I realize... Yay! Yeah. Boo! Yay! <laughs> I realize that they like to let the wrestlers go out and do stuff, right? They, they, unlike WWE, have faith in the wrestlers to cut their own promos, to, uh, to go out and put together their own matches. I like that, usually, but the bad part of it is this, where... You have no idea what the hell's going on by the end of the promo. And like you, Jeff, I was kind of going, well, I don't understand what the fuck's going on with this belt until right at the end. And then that's confusing, too. And right, he, he, sure he won't quit until the wheels fall off. So, I mean, a broken, I mean, he didn't even say what was wrong with him. I assume it's a broken foot. That's what I'm reading. But nobody said what, what it is, what, what what's wrong with him exactly. Maybe they want to keep it secret. But if a well, broken foot is in wheels fall off, does, does his foot actually have to be amputated from the stop? Or does it have to be from the knee down? Or does it have to be like fully an entire leg needs to be eaten by a shark? I mean, what what, what constitutes the wheels falling off? Because a broken foot... <laughs> I mean that, that that that's that's sort of the rough equivalent for a human, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose you're right, actually, Jeff. Although what I have heard, going by the IWC online, apparently it's his ankle. But then again, as I was looking at him walking to the ring, I doubt he'd be wearing he'd be wearing his actual trainers while having a fucked up ankle. So it can't be that. So I don't know, man. It has to be a leg, I guess, maybe a knee, possibly. I mean, that's the only other thing. Really, he looks fine, I guess, right? But the rumors were planted straight after Dynamite. I'm, I believe even Meltzer himself was actually saying that he could be possibly injured, and it was due to him jumping into the fans via the guardrail, which he does all the time, which is pretty silly. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. It, it's pretty weird. And this is obvious, man. We're getting WWE, what was it? 2011 with John Cena was it 2011 I believe I think you know with the money in the bank in the summer of punk in WWE but anyway I feel like we're getting that all over again where he's he's gone away he gets his interim belt like there was two WWE championships at the time and you know it is what it is I mean I don't know what to think as far as Tanahashi in the forbidden door goes though Jeff you're saying earlier that apparently it was an exhibition match then why did Tanahashi make that belt gesture, though? You know what I I'm saying? Know. Was that the gesture? I thought he was making the Zoolander not, gesture. Not, I have no, I have no idea what this gesture was. All I know is that his suit was weird and his hair is weird. And he's standing there like John Morrison. But 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 when the slow motion doesn't go into regular speed, he's just standing there looking. It means it was, love. Whatever it was, it means weird. The whole thing was weird. <laughs> But, I mean, oh, they never course, said yeah. it was a title match, especially since, I, I mean, no one ever said the title was on the line. Um, and even if it was, you know what the result is. So, I mean, I mean, but whatever. I, I don't even care about that anymore. It's not, that, that, that's like, that's something that we could squabble about for the next three weeks. This, this, is, this was just a, a, a weird night. I, I 
don't know when he hurt himself. I don't know where he got hurt. I, I don't like this whole interim thing. Um, I mean, just if you pretend you're New Japan, just vacate the title. I mean, New Japan and Ring of Honor didn't have interim champions, as, as, and now AEW's done it twice in six months. And and I know I'm shitting on this, and, and I am shitting on this, and I know I shit on AEW a lot, and it's only because there's not very much to talk, to talk about WWE about, and the other promotions honestly don't matter. Um, so by default, AEW is far and away my, my more favorite promotion. Um, but, but, but this was just... This was just odd, and and I couldn't really enjoy the second half of Dynamite because I'm trying to figure out what's going on with their most important title five days after the dude won it, um, you know. And and God forbid we learned that he was having problems with ligaments or tendons or something before the match with Page, and they still pulled the trigger on it, knowing that that it could be exacerbated, because he didn't look so good during that match either. He, you know, he. He said, I never mixed the buckshot before. Yeah, you did two weeks earlier. He's been yeah. missing all sorts of stuff. No, you're right, Jeff, actually. And Chris, do you think there's something to this? I mean, well, I can't believe, like Jeff said, it's been five days out since he's won the AEW World Championship. We we're supposed to go to a Tanahashi sort of feud. Do we, well, not a feud, an exhibition match. Do we possibly get MJF now coming in or Wardlow? And end up one of them two end up winning the interim or AEW World Championship. And as far as Moxley goes, being so-called number one contender, I thought on Dynamite it was Wardlow that was number one contender. But who who the fuck knows anymore? I don't even know anymore. Chris, do you know who the real number one contender is, other than Moxley? Uh, I don't know at this point. I mean, maybe Kevin Nash's caps are yeah. are the number one right. contender. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> or Bret Hart's spirit. Bret Hart. Well, I, that's that was sort of my thought about what I felt about you know CM Punk tonight was he has Bret Hart spirit and Kevin Nash's leg bones. Um, maybe I should have exactly. went with Psycho Sid, but I was just looking for somebody Ooh. who's off injured with the legs. Um, listen, Psycho Sid, actually, dude. I actually think I saw where CM Punk injured himself uh, on Wednesday. I think in the six yeah. man uh, when he first tagged in, he did a springboard into the ring. And he fucked it up. You you saw him basically stutter step after he oh, jumped yeah, in the ring. Oh, I saw that too. You're right, actually. Absolutely. Um, and after that, he just was not where you would expect him to be. He was slow on spots. He missed a couple things. He botched a few times in that match. And I mean, not that CM Punk is, is Brian Danielson or anything. That I expect perfection out of him. But certainly better than that. Now, whose fuck up was it? Well, let me posit this. The guy had a really, really big, really, really important match on Sunday. Three days later, you've got him in your opening match in a six-man throwaway that means absolutely fucking nothing. Why? Because all of a sudden he loves FTR and FTR loves him. I mean, all of a sudden they're best friends out of nowhere. And this I is hate that. for for what and for for like what feud were they were they were they trying to build what? What exactly were they trying to do with this? Where CM Punk, your world champion, your 43-year-old world champion, mm -hmm. whose money on the microphone needs to get into the ring and have, you know, a four-star match to open your show. Why? They wanted to break that mill. Well, they didn't. They just yes, broke they his bones. Yeah. 
That's right. So they want to put Billy Gunn on there for the nostalgia. They want to put Matt Cas Max Caster on there for the great rhymes. They want to put that whole act for the, for the laugh laughs. They want to put FTR because they're not on TV and every now and then they cry about it. Uh, that they only have two tag team titles and, and are in a story for a third, just not the AEW title, which apparently is the only one they care about now. Um, wine, wine, wine. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, I guess it's just to get all, you know, all of your sort of big names on, on the card in that first hour, which is what they like to do and hope that they keep enough of them to, you know, uh, keep a high average. Well, yeah, that was the other thing that he missed in that match. He had one of the gun boys up for a power bomb into Billy Gunn and he missed him. And then Billy Gunn took a dump off the side of the ring. Like I, there was definitely something wrong with him. I really think that he injured himself jumping into the ring on that spot. And uh, what a waste. What a shame. Yeah, he did. I mean, there was a series. That's that was the end of a culmination of about six or seven missed moves in, in a row, not even including yeah. the the several times he fell down trying to go back to the well and every time his his legs sort of buckled climbing up on the ropes and then he insisted on doing the the savage elbow so i mean he's also his own worst enemy which is not unusual in competitive fields whatever that competitive field is so i don't know i mean you've got to know your body better than that I mean, people always say he knows his own body well no people don't that's why they have managers that's why boxers have cornermen and entire teams there i mean you know, that's why you're able to throw in the towel because people don't know their their own limits. I mean, so this whole thing about I know my own body is is just another one of the millennial and younger nonsense things, nonsense concepts. I'm sorry, Jimmy, you haven't said anything. I'm just enjoying both of your guys' uh, conversation. And considering Chris hasn't been around in, in a while, I thought, you know, I'll give the floor to especially Chris and to you, Jeff. So I'm well, just Jimmy, listening, what, what man. Well, it what, doesn't what matter think... what you think. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nice. Nicely played. Nicely played. You got me there, Jeff. You got me. Let me in. I mean, should I let Jeff in? Well, since I've got to discuss it, and, and Chris does too, tomorrow on Uncaged, I don't mind not saying too much. But what I do think, it's it, it's tragic but if it happened during the guardrail moment, then it's silly. But I actually do agree with Chris. And now that I think about it, I do remember when he jumped off the rope and he, well, I thought he botched it. I didn't think he got injured. But now that I look back on it, he definitely probably tweaked something. And it looked like either his knee, maybe his calf. Could it be his quad? Possibly. I mean, that could be a real possibility, and that, that's the type of injury, actually, that makes more sense to me right now, because if you need surgery, it's either knee or quad, like, really, realistically. Am I wrong? Well, he thinks he's coming back relatively soon for it to only be an interim title. You would think Not that it's only three. a scope or something minor, like maybe, you know, so I would think a knee, probably not, and a Quads take longer to heal generally. So, I, I, you know, I would think maybe Chris might be right. It might be a sprain of the ankle or maybe like a, a like a, like a bone in your foot that, that you don't, you don't actually, you know, get surgery on. You just put it in a boot and rest for a few weeks and it, and it heals itself. He did um, say specifically that there was a break. Like he said, he, did, actually, there, he right, said, right. there's a couple of things that are broken. And the major thing is my heart. So 
I don't know if that means that there are multiple that, that that there are multiple bones broken in his foot, but you, you. But I mean, we all know that you can get multiple broken bones in your foot and heal up within a couple of months. Like, because there's a lot of bones in your foot that are super important and take a long ass time to heal. But there's also a lot of bones in your foot that are not super important that break easily and that heal quickly. So, we'll see what happens. Well. Could it possibly be a stress fracture then, Chris? It could be. And I mean, that's the kind of thing that could definitely cause a stress fracture is that kind of a jump into the ring. And I mean, again, with professional wrestlings, how often are we told? It's not the crazy spots that break your bones. It's something that you've done 100,000 times. You just do it the wrong time by an inch and something breaks. Well, he's yeah. 43 years old after all. So, I mean, he's got to be careful. Hopefully it's not so running again, backs heel, you know, the running backs. I, I think that's plantar ooh, it fasciitis. Could be that. It could be that. Because, right. because if, it's, if, it's, if it's that, I mean, sometimes that never heals. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be fucked if, if it is that. I mean, it could even be the Achilles, like you said, the heel. If it's the Achilles, he's really fucked. Well, I hope not. But, I, I mean, I hope it's not serious. But, I mean, the whole interim thing, I, I think that they're – even if they're, you know, crossing their fingers on it – I think they at least have some reason to believe that he will be back within six to 10 weeks. So I'm going to guess that it's an injury that if you are a healthy person and know how to rehab or, or rest, that, that that's the approximate waiting time if things go best case scenario. So I don't, I don't know what injuries to a foot or, or frankly anything tie into that time frame, but that's, that's my best guess now. Well, my boy Demetrius Pontikas said in the comments, he has always had injury issues, especially lately when he gave the UFC a go, which was a fail. I don't know about that, Jimmy. It's more like he was just a shit cunt in UFC, It was a bro. major fail. <laughs> yeah, major fail. He also says it sounds like a stress fracture. Jimmy, you got in front of me on that. As yeah, if I mean, it's not you. I mean, we know it's, it's not you me. typing that. <laughs> it's actually one of my personal friends that I've known for over 20 years believe it or not so uh, yeah man we grew up in the same like uh suburb and shit literally just next door to each other and yes he's a fellow greek also obviously no. <laughs> you can't tell right well anyway i don't know what happens from here with punk but nevertheless let's move on to your guys favorite AEW match of all time i believe and that is the bucks and the lucha brothers chris you loved this match, didn't you? <sighs> <laughs> okay. Here's here's what I really need, what I really desperately need for the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks to do, okay? Um, I need them to fuck off. <laughs> and then once they've fucked off, I need them to fuck off some more. Um, when they get to the end of the road, and they think that they can't fuck off anymore. I need the, I need for them to dream a little bit and and just fuck off just <laughs> a little more. Um, and just, you know, when they've reached the end, when they just can't fuck off any further, what I want them to do is I want them to really reach down inside themselves and just continue fucking off until they have fucked off all the way to the to the middle of fuck off them in fucked off <laughs> California. I'm so fucking tired of watching these guys wrestle. These guys have put on the same fucking match every single time they've been in the ring with each other. 
it's just spot, 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 spot. Here's a spot. There's a spot everywhere, a spot, spot. And I'm fucking tired of it, man. They were talking up how, you know, oh, they're home now in, in Ontario, California. You know what? Stay home. Just be the heroes that you were meant to be and stay in fucking Ontario, California. Please never be on my television ever again. Fuck all four of these guys. Subtle. <laughs> um, on that note, have, did you notice that the last two matches they've been in and one with the Melter driver, the Melter drivers looked really bad. Like they, they used to like come from the top and go down. Now they're like trying to it's hit it on the shoulder. So, so the guy's already landed. And it's just like he's come with his hands. It's like he's played patty cake with his, you know, the interior of his biceps. I mean, it, it doesn't even look good any longer. I mean, yeah. when it they used lately. to hit it, the few times they hit it square, it used to look good. Now it looks like nothing. It's it's just a. I mean, there were there were three or four different finishers, which looked far more impactful. But by the way, the the real heel here is whoever tied Penta's mask. Because I've never seen a luchador's mask come off that easily before. Never. And this is at least the third time in under three years that Penta's mask came off. Didn't, didn't Cody just rip it off or somebody ripped it to shreds when they were trying to make Penta a, a, a solo act or something? I don't know. But it's like they've uh, this right. with the mask before with him. It has happened on numerous occasions, actually, Jeff. And uh, you know what? What I don't understand about this matchup, look. It was your typical Bucks yeah. Lucha Brothers fucking matchup. No doubt about it. But I will say, I'm not going to totally shit on it. I will say it was a fun match to begin Rampage with, especially considering what we're watching on SmackDown on the other network on Fox. Yeah, and I felt like Chris was feeling while watching SmackDown. But that sort of woke me up, even though it was a typical matchup, typical Near fall after fucking near fall after near fall after fucking near fall. And then more fucking near falls. I mean, I had the near falls, probably the most I've seen in the match in a long time. And to think people actually think this is... Since Sunday. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And to think people online are actually saying, not only could this possibly be the best match on, in Rampage history, but quite <laughs> possibly the best match in AEW history. Right here on rampage can you no. believe that shit there are people actually saying that jeff okay well those are those are people like the guy from memento that just remember one day i mean chris is this is a typical bucks match and typical lucha bros but i mean the, the other thing that was a little irritating about it and and they do it to add excitement is that they had the hardy boys there and jurassic express but they just sort of hand to them like towards the end of the match as opposed to you know, at the beginning to point out that they're there, but you you would presume that they're there to scout the teams who are vying for their titles. Now, first of all, why would the Hardy Boys be there? Be because we know that Jeff is injured. We know that he doesn't remember anything from the Double or Nothing match. It's not clear that Matt does. So they shouldn't be anywhere near this shit. So they're just there to pop a rating, right? Which they haven't done yet. Ooh. Jurassic Express, okay, they should be scouting. But why would they be scouting the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers unless they're just scouting the Bucks? who just lost to the Hardy Boys, so they really shouldn't be in the contendership. And the Lucha Brothers haven't been a tag team for a long time. They've been in, in, in this death triangle thing. And don't get me started on Literally, Alejandro death triangle. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're a trios act. They haven't been tag teams. So, so why are they any concern to Jurassic Express? There's other teams that, that 
have one more solo match. I mean, certainly not the Ass Boys, certainly not the Acclaimed. All they do is lose. Certainly not FTR because, you know, they, they only do solo matches now um, or, or trios. I, I don't I, – I, I didn't understand the whole setup of this, but the, the ending was was just dumb. And the only thing I liked about it is how they point out in Mexico that's a disqualification, uh, but it's not here, which I guess explains why Pentagon didn't tie his head laces or whatever you call that. Well, the Young Bucks end up defeating the Lucha Brothers with one BT trigger later for Phoenix and the Young Bucks pick up the win. And, yeah, like I said, it was a typical fucking Bucks match. But in saying that, I'm not going to completely shit on it. This wasn't a match. This wasn't Okay, a sorry. Match. It was a stunt. This it was, was a, a stunt fest. All this was was a fucking, like, this was just a Spot four fest. guys <laughs> going in there and saying, hey, how can we do a bunch of cool flips and stuff, guys? Let's do some flips. That's great. I mean, listen, if you want to go see the fucking trapeze artists, I'm happy for you. Mm -hmm. That's great. I'll get you the fucking tickets. Stop putting this in a wrestling fucking <laughs> ring. It's not like that's not a match. A wrestling match is meant to be a simulated competition. This didn't look like a competition. It didn't feel like a competition. It felt like four guys fucking around for 20 minutes to start a show. I was so fucking annoyed. Fuck those guys. Wow, and the, and to think that they call AEW professional wrestling, right, guys? Think yeah. about that for a minute. I mean, listen, I, I you know, if I'm going to keep doing this, which I intend to, I, I have to. This is like a quote I've used before, but when I watch AEW, I sort of have to watch it when I turn on McGruber. Like before you turn on the McGruber, you have to make the decision whether you're inclined to like it or inclined to dislike it, because there's no in between. McGruber is not going to win you over on its quality. You either have to think that shit is funny or it's not. So I have to go into it inclined to like it and just judge it based on what it is. That's what AEW does. The fans of AEW like to pretend that they're going to see a magic show, but they really seem Penn and Teller the second half when they show you how they do all the tricks. And they like that. So, you know, who... Whose fault is it? Everybody's. Um, so I don't get that annoyed by it. I do get annoyed when people on Twitter say combat, uh, aerial combat is not stunt, is not dancing. Uh, I'm sorry. Aerial combat is what's happening over the, the sky of Ukraine right now, probably Syria and, <laughs> yeah. and in other places. I mean, aerial, yep. this is not aerial combat. This is this is circus acts. It is choreographed. You don't want to call it dancing, call it acrobatics. I mean, fine. It, it, it's not that it doesn't take skill, um, no, but it's not combat. <laughs> it's it's air dancing. Uh, call it air stunt dancing. I don't care what you want, but people who convince themselves that it's aerial combat, they're they're delusional. And by the way, Russell Cringe, I haven't forgot about you. And if we have time at the end of the show, I've got a few words for you. And by the way, one thing you'll never do is this: show your face. Whoa, whoa! Shots fired by Evil Dose himself. Well, boom, <laughs> boom. But before we move on, I will say, like I said, it was a typical spot fest, but. If you look at it for what it was, well, actually for what it wasn't, yeah, you could sort of get into it and and say it was a fun match. But deep down, it was trash in terms of professional wrestling and telling a story in the ring. Well, anyway, let's move on to Matt Parades, uh, Parades. Um, oh, no, sorry, what am I talking about? <laughs> Matt parades around the ring wearing Penta's mask after the match. Why did I say that? The way it was written, man, I'm a fucking idiot. 
Anyway, next up is a tag team match between Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and two jobbers. I mean, and this what? It went for about 10 seconds, Jeff? Uh, a little bit longer than that because they had a promo in the middle, and when the promo was over, so was the match. I don't really mind this. Uh, I, I, what I do mind, though, is that it doesn't seem like anything is going to come of it because they've already told you who's in the AEW tag team title picture, and it's the Hardy Boys, uh, Young Bucks, and maybe the Lucha Brothers. Um, so why, you know, Starks and Hobbs should be in there. And if they showed anyone, they should have shown Swerve and Keith Lee watching this match because that should be a rival that they should continue with. I don't, I, listen. I complain all the time that the AEW matches are needlessly too long. I'm not going to complain that there was a squash match for a young team that's supposed to be on the come, uh, that they win quickly and decisively. I mean, the other guys didn't even get their names mentioned, which I think is a little rude, even if they're their fake, fake names. Um, but I, I had no problem with this. Good. Make, make them look good. I, I don't want them to take 11 minutes to beat nobody's. I want them to build themselves as a team and look like contenders. I, I prefer Starks and Hobbs and Lee and Swerve to Jurassic Express. And frankly, any of the other teams that we talked about, I mean, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Lucha Brothers, but I, I, I just don't feel them anymore. I'm sorry. I mean, just, just uh, you know, and first of all, you, after what we saw with Punk, you can't trust Phoenix to stay healthy. So how can you put a title on him? That's true. That's a good point because he's never healthy, always gets in, injured. And if anyone is injury prone, it's definitely Ray Phoenix. Chris, do you have any thoughts about this so-called matchup? Yeah, my thoughts are um, about the matchup was it was great. They did exactly what they should have done. Um, I liked the promo. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs said that it's time to start Chapter 13 in the Book of Hobbs. Uh, I like that. It's cool. Um, as, far as, as far as Phoenix getting injured, well, yeah, if the trapeze artists, you know, perform without a net, they're going to fucking hurt themselves. Moving on. Well, let's actually move on because I really got nothing to say about this shit. But let's move on to the next match, and it is between Jera Hogan versus Athena. And, uh, man, this was a botch-filled match, in my opinion. Or was I seeing things? Chris... What the fuck, man? I mean, I'm not impressed with Athena so far, bro. I've never been impressed with her. I wasn't impressed with her in NXT or the fair, WWE. Neither was I. That's true. Um, she has make it three. She has one cool move that she does. That's her finish. Uh, it is it cool. Is cool. It is actually uh, for, for sure. Um, basically, what I took away from this match was nobody here knows how to work. Nobody in AEW knows how to book because if Athena had to struggle this hard to beat one of the baddies, how in the fuck is she going to compete against the champ? That's, um, it drives me crazy, Chris. And about the only thing I have to say nice about this entire segment was about Kira Hogan. Ass. That ass, though. <laughs> That's fire, bro. That's fire. For sure. <laughs> I couldn't get my eyes off it. That's true. It's a good point, actually, Chris. Damn. But Athena... Day, I'm mean, indeed, but uh, Athena, man, oh, fuck, she's so overrated. I, I was never the biggest fan of hers in NXT or on the main roster and back to NXT. I just don't see it, man. A lot of people love her, I get it. The kids absolutely would adore her. She's that type of sort of character slash pro wrestler, and she's yeah, also she not does, a werewolf. 
I, I'm well, shocked. That's true. That's a fact. She's not a werewolf. Good point, actually, Chris. No, she's the falcon. No, she's the fallen goddess, Jeff. Yeah, but she had, she had, she had this like falcon contraption that it looks like you would get <laughs> like your middle schooler with retractable wings that looked like they were faux metal. I mean, it it wasn't impressive. True. It was silly. It looks like she was going to Comic Con. <laughs> well, you know what, Jeff? She is oh, a little marked she is a little marked hard for when it comes to Comic-Con type of shit. So, I mean, yeah, but you're right. We'll get a cooler outfit. I mean, Charlotte would have had something that looked cool. I mean, this look, this looks like this looked like a higher-end, but not completely high-end Halloween costume. Like something that, like, you know, someone who goes to Comic-Con, but, but, you know, that's their vacation does. Anyway, enough about that. She, I've never been particularly impressed by her. I'm still not. She when I when she came in and I said I was like ooh you're so you're so terrible and and now I've been hearing everyone say the same thing she's shorter and fatter than we remember um, fucking fuck yeah I agree and she's 100%. not a worker and you know what I thought Kiara Hogan was supposed to be a better worker I mean everyone told me in Impact that she was great that she was terrific that she was a star and she was going to be a star and everyone was excited when she came into AW and I would always mention why is it Kiara Hogan ever on why is it Kiara Hogan on. And then, you know what? I saw a couple of weeks on N NWA, heard a cut of promo. I'm like, ooh, no, that's not good. <laughs> and then I saw her in the ring. I'm like, well, that's not so good either. I mean, for NWA, it's sort of typical, but on the lower end of typical. Um, so but, Jeff, so but, yeah. but Jeff, that ass, though. That ass. The, the ass. Actually, the thing that I appreciate the most of it, I, I'm sorry to you say. better like that ass, you, you, you guys can keep your man card in this one, and I'll retract it. But <laughs> the best thing of this was her doing the Disco Inferno, where she's like, how's my hair? Oh. How's my hair? That was my favorite oh. part of the entire match. And honestly, I don't know what Stokely Hathaway is doing there. I mean, I, Mark Sterling never fit with this group. He's kicking so, that ass out, Jeff. That's what he's doing. Stokely Hathaway maybe fits a little bit better. But is it just because he's also African American? I mean, she doesn't need a talker. He said it. He said it. Jade, <laughs> he fucking Jade said is, it. Jade is one of the best talkers in the business already. Tony, cut the shit. Is cut a that great shit. Line. Cut that it, shit, Jeff. Come on. I'm that bitch. She's terrific. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't need him. There's so many people that could use him. Hi, Keith Lee. Hi, Team Taz. Because Taz sucks. Taz does nothing. What are you talking about? What does he do? Exactly. Does nothing. Like he, he, he literally he does doesn't, nothing. He doesn't help them win. He, the he most doesn't help them. Of team Taz is anything. the face on the team that doesn't hang around with them anymore. His son. He couldn't even keep his, his son in the, in the in the in the camp of bad guys in his own faction. Speaking hashtag of his son, where the fuck was that? Hashtag where's fucking Hookhausen? And what's the use of having two wrestlers in your corner and a manager and still losing? I mean, I understand Sathena's debut and you don't want her to lose, but if you're going to have her lose in her debut, I mean, you can understand it when it's four to one. I don't understand, but why they debut wrestlers like Athena, supposedly big star, right? And I'll yeah. use that term extremely lightly. Understood. But they have these, these guys or girls, for that matter, have a match against really, yeah, Kira Hogan was something in Impact Wrestling. She made a bit of a name, you know, of herself. But really, who the fuck is she, right? Other than that ass, she ain't shit, right? So, in my opinion, why did I have to put her through a match that she had to pretty much grind to win? That doesn't put 
that doesn't get her over. That right. gets her fucking nowhere. Right. I just if don't understand were, it. If you were Jade, you'd come out of this feeling pretty good. You'd be like, okay, well, next she's going to yeah. have to go through Red Velvet, and she barely made it through Kiara, and we didn't even help. If we help Red Velvet, she'll never get to me. Or, you know, Stokely will come up with some tricks. Or, or Mark Sterling still owes me a favor. She'll file a class action. He'll file a class action suit or injunction against her or whatever because her wings are deadly weapons because uh, we saw the Avengers and those talons can come out and shoot you. Uh, I, I don't sure know. I, yeah, this didn't do much to build Athena, which is, I mean, that's what AEW does. They bring someone someone new in or they bring their big star and they, and they have them take 11 to 16 minutes to beat someone that shouldn't take 11 to 16 minutes to beat. You know, and by the way, we haven't seen Kiara Hogan do anything impressive on AEW. So, I mean, yeah, we know her name, maybe. Or that ass, though, Jeff. I got it, the ass. I got it. <laughs> I'm 53. I guess it doesn't have the same effect on me. It does on you youngins. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I need to take that stuff that Frank Thomas and Doug Flutie take to, <laughs> to, to get that feeling back. Um <laughs> But you guys with the Tony Storm and the Nikita Lions and the kid, oh, Jesus Christ, there's plenty of asses in the world. Jesus Christ. There's a lot of good ass in fucking professional wrestling right now, actually, Jay. Yeah, there's got a good ass all over the place. It's not that hard to find. It really, really isn't. Um, I'm making an ass of myself right now. Anyway, I mean, Kier Hogan should have had some wins that we have seen, not on Dark or Dark Elevation or whatever it is. So if she is a you know, a head-to-head -head rival challenger. It should be an even match. We should feel that way. But no, we, we feel that she's, you know, like one half of J&J &J security and that Athena is the big star coming in. So treat, so treat Athena like the big star or have collusion and chicane in, have Athena lose, but she's protected because she's beaten up by three or four people. And then if you want to advance this thing with the stupid alliance of Anna Jay, Chris Statlander, and Athena have them come in and rescue because it's obviously going to a trios thing instead of a title change. So just just get us there. I hope we don't get any female trio belts too, man. Oh my god! Well, I mean belts, but it, we're getting the match, right? Well, for sure. Chris, any final thoughts about this fucking ridiculous ridiculous matchup? Um, something fundamental. Um. Tony Khan doesn't understand what the point of outside interference is because the point of the outside interference, the point of heels bringing multiple people to the ring is so that they can cheat and then you don't diminish your face when the heel gets a win. That's the point of the outside interference. Um, Tony Khan clearly does not understand that because I can't count the number of times even just in the last year where the outside interference has happened, the, the, the heel faction cheats and the face just gets a clean win. Anyway, fuck off. It's wrong. It's piss poor fucking writing. And it's a lack of understanding of how to book. No, spot on, man. And now that I think about it, this show was pretty mess messy. When you really look at it from top to bottom, it was actually very unorganized the way this card was kind of booked. But anyway, let's move on from this crap. Shit about Athena. Oh, Please, you know, I don't give a shit about Athena. I understand, but the crowd's supposed to. I mean, they always pretend that these are big stars. They're not. They're not. They're just yeah. not interested. But did you notice the lighting? Like the the the, the camera work. Like the the view was crisp and clear on the hard camera, yeah. but anything on the side, it was like obscured. It was like looking through water. And I can only presume that they want to do that because they don't want you to see all the empty seats because they keep telling us it's sold out. 
And we know that it might have been sold out, but there weren't people in those seats. I mean, the place was at least a third empty, um, you know, Wednesday and probably more so now. Um, but I mean, we, we saw the, the 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 charts from WrestleTix and whatever because you know the 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 you know, professional haters showed us. Um, but you know, I don't believe them necessarily. But I saw photos and 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 then when the camera, I mean, unless a lot of people were wearing little red Riding Hood cloaks and hoodies, there were a lot. There was a lot of red in that building and this this one as well. Two so two buildings in a row where they're telling it. Stop lying to us. Stop saying sellouts when we can clearly see they're not sellouts. Just don't mention it. Just say an excited, you know, uh, you know, we're jam-packed, excited crowd. You know, just don't don't give us stuff to criticize that doesn't need to be criticized. These are unforced errors. Those are those are just bot accounts, Jeff. Those are bot accounts that have been bot paid accounts. off by the Russians or something. Yep. Well, you know what this, I mean, the thing with the sellouts is is I can't believe that scalpers that's that's stupid. Still, maybe they are, but. I mean, it leads me to the conclusion that Tony Khan buys up all the uns, unbought tickets, which means what kind of profit are they? Could I mean, we know they're not they're not they're taking enormous losses, but he's buying these tickets just so they can say sell out when I mean, the purpose of the sellout isn't actually to have a sellout. If you're not making a lot of money, in a lot of events, the purpose of a sellout is so that you can pan the camera everywhere and show how the building is full of humans. If it's not. Just you saying sell it doesn't mean that we don't see it. As and when you obscure it, we're pretty sure you're hiding something. Penta Oscura hiding nothing. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it, it's these silly things that, that that frustrate me. Just pretend that the side of the hard camera is the only place where there's people. We, it's TV. It's wrestling. No, no one's going to scrutinize it except for the norm, the the usual suspects. I wouldn't say anything about it if they didn't make a big thing of it and pan that damn camera all over the place to show me all the empty seats. Well, I think the cameras that you're referring to actually, Jeff, are the ones in the corner posts from one end to the other. And those cameras are absolutely pathetic. They're not even HD by the looks of it. They've always had those cameras be very fuzzy. I don't even know why they're there. If they're going to have them there, TK, you've got fucking money. Fucking... Upgrade your cameras to fucking 4K it's cameras not, at the very he puts least. A smoke filter on them. It's on purpose. He's. I've seen AEW shows with clear camera work before. They're his cameras. Really? He bought the Ring of Honor cameras. I know they work. Well, you're right. I know they work too. But some things with production, although look, especially going from watching SmackDown straight onto uh, Rampage, I do like <laughs> AEW's presentation. Don't get me wrong. But WB is on a whole different level in every sense when it comes to production and just presentation in general. Although AEW does reminisce a lot with the old WCW sort of look in terms of production, I guess it's a turny thing. But since we're talking about TK, I don't know if you guys saw this, but check this out, guys. This mm -hmm. will be a doozy. But, but my real question is, you had like a little bit of a Twitter war not too long ago with Eric Bischoff, where he, and I quote, he said, that you were the biggest financial flop in wrestling That's history. fucking bullshit. Say, hey. I can tell there's only one person that can attest to that. I don't know what other people, I can only attest what's happened here and public record. And some of these things are a matter of public record because things of freedom of information and stuff. So we do, you know, have over the years, a good amount of financial data in pro wrestling. I can tell you like no one wrestler has ever come in and made a bigger plus Delta 
financial difference in the history of my company going into we, this is the third year anniversary this week mm -hmm. going into year four no one person has ever made a more positive impact we just did a record pay-per-view buy every pay-per-view he's done a four pay-per-view cycle now every one of them was the record this and uh whether it was all out where he was a huge part of the draw with darby with, and his debut of course is a huge thing from the first dance the biggest rampage draw in the history of that show uh the matches he carried the friday night war which by the way is a matter of record in fucking court in the state of california that we won the friday night war just ask jerry mcdivitt because he fucking wrote it hey and this guy won it versus matt seidel who's a great wrestler he had another goddamn great match fucking on right, friday night this fucking guy he fucking did the friday night war he did the first dance he's done the record double or nothing he did the record all out in his debut he did a, he was a big part of a record full gear a great match with eddie kingston and fucking bunch of he wrestled a bunch of young guys a bunch of veterans in between there the will hobbs daniel garcia god damn it and then he showed up uh, did the biggest program in terms of everything tv box ever with mjf and then he did the goddamn main event here he's a biggest part of financial success in let's the history of this company go. let's fucking go Tell me this guy ain't fucking coking off his fucking guts right there, Chris. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I don't I don't remember the last time I saw somebody who I honestly had to wonder if he was purposely trying to feel less cool. Like he makes he makes me feel less cool about being a fan of his product. That's how annoying this fucking guy is. Every single thing that he has to say is about how fantastic he is, and how oh, you know, uh, like uh, it's a it's a matter of it's a matter of fact now because so and so sent a letter saying that CM Punk won the the Friday Night Wars. The Friday Night Wars, you fucking tool! Like Jimmy, you and I called called our show the skirmish because we were like, haha, it's the Wednesday night wars, but it's not really a war, it's a skirmish. Right. Whatever the fuck he's talking about on Friday was not a war, was not a skirmish, was not it's a delusion. fight. It was the WWE <laughs> blowing their nose in the general direction of AEW. Get fucked. Get fucked indeed. Jeff, you're the lawyer here, man. What the fuck is he on, bro? <laughs> Seriously, well, where's he go? I'm not saying that in that terms, but like, uh, honestly, you need a pharmacologist for that. I mean, I yeah, heard right, Brian exactly. last say he knows his cokeheads and it's not coke. He thinks it's something <laughs> else. Listen, I, 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 could be Adderall. It, it could be Adderall. It could be a whole bunch <laughs> of combination of things. But where do you start? Cocktail, with shall I, I mean, say. I mean, for, first, first you start with him talking about about financial records, a public record in wrestling. I mean. WWE's are SEC filings, prospectuses, prospecti, et cetera, their, their stock value. Occasionally uh, in lawsuits, you see stuff in discovery in moments of time. Then he's talking about there is with freedom of information. What the, the freedom of information act requires to, is for public entities. What the hell is he talking about? Some, I'm, should, can I file a, a FOIA request on, on AEW now? I mean, he could reveal all of the AEW financial information if he wanted to okay so here, here's what it is um tell me how how somebody's not making money well it's a delta okay so first of all he learned a word the delta it's a, the, the biggest delta in record-breaking pay-per-views okay well they're not record-breaking pay-per-views one of them was 
the one that CM Punk's first pay-per-view, 205,000. That was the best that they ever did. Everyone since then went down. They had 170 or 175,000 for whatever full gear was. And then revolution, whatever that one was, they did a, about 145,000. Meltzer sometimes says it's 170,000. Brandon Thurston says 145,000. I tend to believe he's getting from real numbers. I think Meltzer just estimates BR live or whatever and throws it in there or international. He just decides that, that these things and adds well, them is in. Is the international numbers counted in too with, with no, those no, buy they're rates? Just, just no, they're not. Buying from pay-per-view carriers counts. That wh- so Whatever not, it is. Not even from apps. Not even from, right. uh, 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 what do you call it, B. If it, if it does, it doesn't matter. That's in the 205. That would be in the 145. You can't, if you're going to extrapolate the, the other numbers, you have to do it for all of them. He doesn't. And then this one, which he's saying record numbers, him saying Tony Khan record numbers. First of all, in that same scrum, he told us that eight weeks later, he still doesn't know what the buy rates were for Supercard of Honor. It was 20 times yeah. higher than what Ring of Honor was doing. But So he doesn't know those, but he already knows these. Well, he was going by some sort of trends or Google in a matter of like minutes, right? I don't know what he was going by, but the report came out today from SE Scoops for what that's worth. That it looks like they sold between 150 and 155,000, which is an improvement from the last pay per view, right? And it's perfectly respectable, but it's not a record, it's 50,000 short of, of, of their high. So he's lying. The other thing is, so uh, he did the highest rampage. For a contract you're already getting paid for, you don't get paid anymore because you did the highest rampage. And and he was probably on the lowest rampage too, and you didn't get any paid any less for it. So that's irrelevant. So basically he's saying, listen, my DC movies made as much as Marvel movies because Superman beat up Darkseid, and Darkseid is the toughest villain of all. He's much stronger than Thanos, and he's definitely stronger than the Vulture. And and then and then he had great fights also with 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 the Joker and the Riddler and other iconic villains. And and he he did this and and and, and let's fucking go. No, the, who he wrestled and the quality of his match is not related to how much money the man has brought. Tell me he sold 200,000 200, shirts, and that, that leads to, I mean, never, you know, tell us that. Exactly. That's exactly Spot right. Spot on. And, and, and he stopped I was cringing. Right. He stopped him with the let's fucking, I mean, CM Punk's smart. He knew, so he stopped him. He stopped him by saying something exciting and curse words. So he's like, well, squirrel. He said, fucking squirrel. Ah, good. But he's not talking <laughs> about financial metrics. He's not... He could release all of them. I mean, the rumors of how much they're losing is between between over $100 million to $100 million a year. Now, I think $100 million a year sounds crazy, but I fully believe that that they have lost $100 million or more over the three years. Well, they've overspent, that's for sure. I mean, they they would be in the red 100%. There's no ifs or buts about it. But I think let's give – Tony Coca, some credit here. Let's fucking go. I think he knew. Let's fucking go. Yeah, absolutely. Let's fucking go, go. All right. He was going hard, man. I'm not going to lie. But in saying that, I think he knew very, like, really well that he was going to fucking lose money going into this project, obviously, man. And it takes a good five years, maybe even longer, to start actually seeing, you know, some money back especially in professional wrestling, because one year you could make a killing, the next year you could go bust. I mean, just look at WCW. Even well, though that had I, I have to cut in with there, a merger. Because that, that is nonsense. 
nobody goes into professional wrestling with a five-year plan to make money. That's big time. Well, that's what he moms. said. Did he that's not like, say that? TK said that at the start. They had a five-year sort of plan or ten-year plan, whatever it was. But it wasn't he also just said that profitable. CM Punk won the the Friday Night Wars. Tony Khan oh, says a whole lot of that's shit. delusional, dude. He's tripping. He Tony no, he Khan said Jerry said McDivitt said it. Yeah, yeah, Jerry McDivitt, the lawyer Tony, for WWE. Tony Khan said that he was going to turn around the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, so I don't really care what Tony Khan says. That yeah, doesn't but, that doesn't well, equate to reality. Let, let's talk about what Jerry McDivitt the the reference is. Okay, he's referring to the Major League Wrestling suit versus WWE, where they sued them one of the best of around too. Yeah, but they sued him for including. Uh, acting as being a monopoly and acting as a monopoly. So those are two of the things. So in, in the response, along with many responses, I'm not going to go into all, just the one in particular, Jerry McDevitt is saying WWE is not a monopoly. And it's clear it's not a monopoly. In fact, there's competition. AEW just started within the last two and a half years. And already it's doing numbers comparable to Raw. In fact, one Friday night, they exceeded SmackDown for one quarter or one half hour in a key demo. So we are not a monopoly. That is not winning the war. The one half hour overlap that, that they that they had more, uh, either more viewers or a, or a higher percentage in a key demo. That's not winning. War. That's not even winning a skirmish. That's, that's like, that's like winning one foot in, in a war of one mile. And it was never even intended to be, there was never a Friday night war. It, it, the whole thing is, is super, to, and listen, to take what's put in legal pleadings by anyone as factual statements is absurd. In fact, there is blanket immunity uh, on anyone for, not making factual statements in litigation. I mean, you can't perjure yourself, but if you knew what perjury was, and I'm not going to bother going to that, it's really, really specific and really, really difficult. So there's actual immunity for what you put in legal pleadings that, that you can't be uh, you can't be called uh, basically a liar about. It. it can just be proven or disproven. Trace? Yeah, I mean, this whole thing is just nonsense. I mean, watching him do this, like I said at, at the beginning, it it makes you feel less cool about watching his product. It's like, is this really the guy in charge of this thing that I'm trying to like? Because I don't know, man. It, it, I don't know. It's like listening He's, to Michael. It's like listening to Michael Jackson songs now. I, I still love MJ, but like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I do feel a little mm. weird about listening to his music at this point, or like R. Kelly, right? When I hear, when I hear, like you know that song come on, and it's like my my mind keeps telling me no, but my body, my body, and I'm like, mm, but maybe your body should have told you to not touch those sixteen year old girls, you know? Like I just can't listen to it anymore with the. <laughs> with the same love. Oh boy. That's basically where I'm at with Tony Khan. Fiesta, Fiesta. <laughs> yeah, well, TK, man, he, I'm telling you, man, he's he's on something. If he's not on the fucking Coke, he's at least on Adderall. I'm telling you now. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. This guy, he's not only delusional, but he's high as fuck. Whatever he's on, what? I don't care if it's really strong coffee. Whatever it is, it has a crazy <laughs> ass effect on him. Could be codeine for for you know. Eyeballs. Could be that lean, Jeff. He could have that lean, bro. Hey, it doesn't have to be one thing. People have been known to take more than one substance. 
True. Good point. Absolutely. Well, speaking of more than one substance, we get the House of Black inducting their newest member, Julia Hart, Chris, Jimmy Crack Corn, and I don't care. Jeff? Um, I do care. I, I don't really mind this, but like her words were good, but she still speaks like a little girl. Like she didn't even try. Like Alexa Bliss tried to change the cadence of her voice and, and how her voice sounded. She didn't even try to sound creepy. So the words were kind of cool. And she had a bit of a deep voice though, Jeff. <laughs> I don't exactly understand. Like, so celebrate. This is what you all wanted. Or I mean, that was an interesting line. I sort of think I know what it means. It's not, it's wrestling. I don't need to really understand exactly what it means, but sound evil. Like, like channel some Tony Collette, like learn how to change your voice. Uh, and this was the problem with her when she was a little baby face is that she couldn't speak. I mean, she can't wrestle either, but she couldn't speak. So they, you know, it's so useless, instead of really. letting her go, I mean, there's plenty of like, I mean, they couldn't possibly have Abaddon here. I mean, she's not a good wrestler either, but at least she fits with the concept. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, she should have. She she shouldn't have just physically mimicked Alexa Bliss's look. She should have mimicked wow. the way she spoke. But maybe she'll get better. No, she won't. Well, let's move on to CM Punk making his way down to the ring. The fans deserves an explanation. This is what he said, by the way for what's going on when punk returned to wrestling he said he would keep going until the wheels fell off he hopes thus far the fans have not been disappointed with him during his time in AEW. i actually have sort of it was a <laughs> gift to have this time back in the ring with the fans the bad news is that cm punk is injured and needs surgery a couple things are broken including his heart because he wanted to go on a hell of a run for the fans the good news is the wheels haven't totally fallen off but one of them is broken this is a bump in the road it hurts like hell he wants to wrestle right now but he can't and he doesn't want to hold this place up there are plenty of guys in the back who can feel his shoes like moxley and danielson the get back is going to be bigger than the setback he will come back bigger faster stronger hungrier than ever before actually no you won't punk because you'll be older slower and nowhere near stronger as before and prove why he's not the best in the world that was just my little add-in. We already spoke about this. I just thought I'd read out the promo. So, um, yeah, whatever. We're going to have an interim bout, like we said earlier. So we move on to the main event. Scorpio Sky defeats Dante Martin to retain the TNT Championship. Meh. That's how That's I felt, sad. Chris. Yeah, well, well it was. Chris. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, listen, I... I love Scorpio Sky. I really do. He's one of my favorites. And um, it's hard to care. Yeah, I agree with you. It is hard to care. Jeff, how would you feel about this I main mean, I, event? I mean, when they put the promo on, I think it was Wednesday night on Dynamite, where Scorpio Sky and Team Lambert, etc., were... Um, talking about, you know, who's going to step up and whatever. I thought that would be a great place for Miro to come back and say, I want, I'm, I'm perfect now. I want my belt back. Or maybe that'd be something for Wardlow to come and go, you know, who hasn't been defeated in three months? Me. Uh, I'm next. Dante Martin. And then we were, were reminded, first of all, just what a string bean he is. Secondly, he can't talk. 
he can't talk at all. So that was so uninspiring. And it's like we've we've done the Dante Martin dance before. It comes in the tag team guy, fun little tag team. They have him win a couple matches, but basically they lose. Then his brother gets gets hurt. They push him for seven months as if he's going to be the next Rey Mysterio, and they were really going to focus on him. Then he starts losing matches again on big spots. So he's basically the the the, the high flying, lovable jobber. Uh, we learned that his brother's coming back, so okay, makes a little sense. He's in tag teams again. They don't win. Then his brother gets hurt again. So then they start putting in a mishmash things where he's the one eating the pins instead of Lee Shoddy Johnson or Brock Anderson or any. I mean, the only guy that shouldn't be taking the pin is him. Just like the only guy who shouldn't have uh, passed out was Brian Danielson uh, Sunday night. How um, silly, right? Completely ridiculous. Um, so now they're going to push him again as a, as a solo act. Like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm color me skeptical. Well, he, he, he lost in, you know, I mean, it was a glorified squash, which is fun. Listen, no complaints. It's just, I, I don't know why they keep pushing this guy only to do it. Just don't, I mean, if, if they were just saying open challenge and he's the first one that came out, okay. Uh, but the match wasn't very good. And it looks like Scorpio Sky came up a little lame. I don't know if he just like, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, his funny bone in his ankle or something, whatever the equivalent is, just a bruise. But it looked like he might have a sprain too. It looked like he might, and he's a high flyer, and he's thirty nine too. So, you know, this is troubling. And this is another match, by the way, where where it was pretty unclear whether Sky and Team were faces or heels because that whole thing with Team Guevara was so weird and ridiculous. I'm glad they made no mention of it. I'm glad there was no Paige Van Zandt because she ain't ready for prime time, and she's a little mom uh when you get right down to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's exactly what I said, Jeff. She's got that mom bod, dude. Beautiful face, Athena body, and not the goddess, <laughs> the fallen goddess. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you have heels who aren't using heel tactics to win, and it's just the sh- because we talked about like six weeks ago, Scorpio Sky was over as a face. He actually and was. The- it's true. And Guevara was hated as a heel. And then they mixed everything up, but they still haven't told you who's who. So I guess they're still heels. So I don't know. And then, you know, and then I already talked about the Dante Martin thing. So I don't know. I didn't think it was a very good match. I wasn't into it. It didn't, it didn't make sense as a main event. I'm glad that Scorpio Sky won, but it looks like he may have tweaked something. Hopefully it's not serious either. It looked like a shin or a knee or something like that, right, Jeff? I mean, that's what it kind of came across as. It looked to me like it was an ankle, but again, yeah, possibly. I, I mean, I don't know. Anything that, that keeps you from being able to put weight on your foot is, is probably going to look the same to a lay person, which is very much what I am. And he was still favoring it even after the match. Chris, do you have any final thoughts about this so-called main event? Um, yeah, so I've talked before about how disappointed I am about what they did with Scorpio Sky, where he's a face and he's a heel and he's a face and he's a heel. And now we don't know where, what the fuck he is. Um, his face turn actually went pretty well. And then they just turned him heel again, I think. I mean, that's what I think is going on, but it's hard to really tell. You know what it screams of to me? It screams of Tony Khan finally found himself reading like a Punisher or Venom comic book. You know? Just those, discovered those, it, though. Well, yeah, like those characters are great. And part of the reason why they're great is because you don't know if they're good guys or bad guys. Depend, It sort of depends on what's going on in the universe at the moment. They're they're what you call anti-heroes, right? Anti-heroes. Right, the, right. The, the thing is, 
You can't have a whole fucking comic run full of anti-heroes just not knowing who the good guy and bad guy is at any point of any fucking comic book. You have to actually have a protagonist and an antagonist, otherwise you don't have a fucking story. And that's something that Tony Khan doesn't seem to understand with this. I mean, this specifically, but also just in general with this company, there are times when I really don't know is the Blackpool Combat Club, are they are they heels? Are they faces? I mean, it seems like they're kind of heels and kind of faces at the same time. Eddie Kingston just said he was going to fucking murder somebody a week ago. Like, yeah, just antagonist, protagonist, I don't care. They don't have to be good guy and bad guy. I need an antagonist and a protagonist. Otherwise, I'm not, I, I can't follow your shit. I love how Demetrius capitalizes Chris, but not Venom. <laughs> so he well, actually likes to drink Venom is what I'm taking from that. He actually, he actually likes, yeah, the things that come out of snakes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not just snakes, actually, Chris. They, they also come out of spiders and uh, frogs and whatnot. But oh, you'd yeah. be the expert from Greeks the are always Australia. sticking together. No, I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. But anyway. I know. They all fuck this come match. out of these. Is that a scorpion? There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. They're fucking mean motherfuckers, actually. But, um, yeah, man, I couldn't care less about this match. They've already ruined it for me when it comes to Scorpio Sky. TK managed to really make me not give a fuck once again about Scorpio Sky. I did start to like him when he first got the TNT Championship, only for them to hotshot it back and forth. God knows how many times. Felt like a million times. By that point, I was done. I'm done. I'm still done. Fuck that Lakers belt. Fuck the Lakers in general. And at this point, fuck Scorpio Sky. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jago. I said it, man. They've and killed him. An another collateral damage of the MJF promo, which I really enjoy, but there, there are things that people have pointed out that I tend to agree with. But, I mean, with him operating in that lane, what purpose does Dan Lambert serve? Nothing. None. And since America's top team stinks, I mean, I really think maybe they should, you know, you know, if they want to lose some payroll that no one will care about, Dan Dan Lambert doesn't need to be there anymore. Let Ethan yeah, Page do talking. At least let him do something. I think Dan Lambert has actually overstayed his welcome yeah. by this point. He was good for while it lasted, but he now was great. he's stale. He was great, absolutely, but he's like so Don stale Collins now. Was great. Now he's gone. He's not gone voluntarily, but but he's gone. No. And if he came back, and we pump. Absolutely. You know what? It'll be fresh right now at this point, Jeff. You know who else is gone? Lance Archer. Who, who, uh, it's not, it's, it's, but, but good luck. It's, uh, you know, the criteria, Jeff. You remember the criteria six above no. six foot two and 250 or 220 minimum? Out of here. Yeah. You're getting jobbed a, to the fucking, to the midget. So oh, it's Lance right. Archer time. It's, it's Lance Archer, Archer time. time. Wherever he got his fucking wins from, in the underground of the abyss of the blackness. I mean, seriously. I know, it's it's stupid, man. As good as they... This is the thing about AEW before we actually take this home. As good as they fucking do sometimes, for example, the MJF stuff, awesome, great. Absolutely stunning, right? The way they booked that shit. But there's so much trash that comes along with it, right? And it literally looks like you know, while TK's on his fucking coke benders one night, or every night for that matter, he's just literally throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. You know what I mean? And most of the times he's fluked it. Let's be honest. 
It's I not feel like he's like that. What Chris said earlier is is true, and it's always been true. He doesn't know how to tell stories. He's not he the doesn't. booker of the year. What he does is he just buys new toys and he puts them in, and then puts them in exhibition matches that people call dream matches, and maybe they are. And then when he runs out of idea, he brings in more new toys. And then when he brings in other, when he runs out of that, then talks about a forbidden door. Then he brings in someone from New Japan Strong. Then someone from New Japan. So you just have ex- exhibition matches, casino battle royals, tournaments, and other kinds of battle royals and things like that instead of booking. Royales. Royales. Royales, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, and, 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 you know, brass ring ladder match. Whatever. He just comes Sonic up with the Hedgehog ladder match. But this isn't booking. And, and how long can he do it? Maybe forever. <laughs> There's still 300 underemployed or unemployed wrestlers out there. And if he doesn't care about making money, maybe he can do it forever. When New Japan's done with him, he can do the same thing with Noah. Then he can do it with Impact again. Then he <laughs> can probably do it with NWA. He owns something called Ring of Honor, which may or may not have another pay-per-view coming back. Uh, they renewed it could be Ring of Khan. Yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever it is, they 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 picked up the option for Brian Cage five months ago for another year because they had plans for him. What 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 what? what? I mean, steroids. That's the plan. So I mean, that, that that's not booking, but he but I don't. But when you said is he Booker of the Year, I say yes because he's the best of the worst. I mean, or he's the well, least they, worst. I've got a great idea actually for AEW. I just thought about it. Instead of calling everything a dream match. They should copyright this, and you can thank Milady TK. Wet dream. Instead of dream match, it's a wet dream match of the, the year. Fucking, the nightmare factory can be fucking. Put the tattoo on it. Hey, there's your stamp of approval. That's the Cody stamp of approval. The tattoo, right, right there. By the way, so the, remember what somebody said a while ago after Cody left, who was in jeopardy. You know who we haven't seen in a long time? Arn. Brock, true, Lee, true, true. Lee Shoddy, yeah. The only all of the Monster Factory. We, so you haven't seen QT. You haven't seen much of Camarado Solo. You haven't seen much of Captain Shondine. A little bit with Shondine. I mean, Red Velvet seemed to have, found, have. She's found a nice little place for herself. But but most of those folks, you haven't seen or heard hide nor hair of of any of them. Except, uh, oh, uh, not Owen, Dustin, who, of course, had to have a couple matches, beat Lance Archer, because that makes sense, and, and lost in a, like a 17-minute match to, to Punk, which was just self-indulgent and, and silly. And he's like, a dream and match he, for who? And now he's done and dusted. It's a wet dream now, not dream match, Jeff. Remember that, wet dream. Right. But anyway, Chris. I gets embarrassed by the women, by Serena Deeb. Yeah, exactly. Well, where was she all week? But anyway, Chris, give us your final thoughts on this bullshit, man. Uh, yeah, it was nonsense. I mean, it was a bunch of nonsense on top of nonsense on top of nonsense. At least they did kind of the right thing with Starks and Hobbs. Um, but I mean, those guys need to get pushed. As far as Lambert goes, I did want to sort of circle back to that. You, you could have kept him around if you would have had somebody from his stable win a world championship or just do anything that could have been considered slightly important. Um, but instead we're at this place where, yeah, he's just, he's just kind of out of utility. Um, and speaking of, speaking of being out of utility, I guess I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll give my I'm promo. Still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll go ahead and I'll give my promo for the end of the night here, Jimmy. Um, you know, for the PWC listeners, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk more about this tomorrow, um, for uncaged. 
uh, with Jargo. But for the PWC listeners, I, um, you know, I, I, I just, I, I never wanted to go away from you guys. And I, <laughs> I told you that I was going to just be on this roll until the wheels fell off and, 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 and okay, no, but seriously, um, I'm probably going to be taking a little bit of hiatus here over the summer. It's nothing serious. It's nothing permanent. Basically, I moved. I'm trying to sell my house. I started a new job. I'm just trying to sort of put everything together at once. And so it's hard to get on and do podcasting. So I just wanted to give a little bit of announcement to people and let them know that I'm going to be around still, but much more sporadic. Um, at least for the next couple of months until the summer's over when my house will be sold and when I will hopefully be in a new house in my new city and have a little bit of a better grasp on what's going on with my work. But uh, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I'm still half of the PWC with Jimmy. Um, just going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus away from some of the shows. So just so the fans know. I'm speaking for the entire PWC universe that you deserve it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank you. Since I'm Thank in the black. You, Chris. Yeah, Thank I know. You, Chris. <laughs> Start crying even more now, Chris. Come Thank on, man. You, there you go. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, Chris. look, man. We're going to miss you, Thank though, you dude. Guys. We're definitely going to miss you. And yeah, I should just do CM Chris. CM Chris. Yeah. <laughs> please don't go nah. oh, but anyway God. i just want to say man we love you we're gonna miss you bro but it's not the end no. you know the wheels haven't fallen off for for ambs and that's ams with noel it's just broken for the time being i believe right i mean you know what i mean you're just moving places you know yep. you're just resetting but you will still be making an appearance most of the times, I believe, for channelattitude.com, for Uncaged, right? Yeah, still going to try to get on Uncaged. If, if I can't, I might not be able to make those. But I just, like I said, it, it's just going to be a little more sporadic. I, I'm not going to be able to commit to being there every week. Right. Now you got to do what you got to do, man. Do your thing. Don't worry, man. We're going to miss you, that's for sure, man. I mean, everybody wants to know your opinions. That's a fact. Everybody, you know, is always eager to hear you, bro. But just know this, man. If you do have any sort of free time for whatever reason, you know what I mean, and you can appear, make sure you do, Chris. I will. No, the show I, I is will, better man. with you than without you, bro. Thanks, bud. No, I, I'll, I'll and, make and sure. I truly to... mean that. The show is like, better like with you than with Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, he said it. He said, no, nah, no, nah, I'm joking, man. No, all of you are great, man. He's all. <laughs> I'm just saying, Chris brings something that none of us bring. Put I it that way. It you know every I mean? week, I would rather listen to the skirmish than be on the skirmish. Oh, well, and, that, and that's pretty humbling, man. I mean, really, it really is hearing that from, you know, our fellow podcasters, man. And that means the world to both of us. Fellow pillow. A fellow pillow. Well, I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying, Jeff? We all, we're on this game right now. But Chris, after saying that, man, tell them where they can find you. Or where they can't find you for the time being. Well, the only <laughs> place you can find me right now is on Twitter. It's at ChrisAms1. And uh, yeah, for the next little bit, I might be kind of quiet. There's not a lot of wrestling that I'm going to be going out of my way to talk about or, or, or whatever. Um, but you can, you can follow me. I'll have stuff to say. And, uh, you know, if you want to just shoot me a line and say, 
hey, we miss you. I hope to hear you soon. That's fine, too. Please don't go. Please don't go. <laughs> Jeff, tell them where they can find you, my brother. Okay. Chris is lying. He's actually going with a secret Canadian detachment to the Ukraine to do special Ukraine. forces. Slava he's Ukraine. Been, he's retaking the Crimea. <laughs> um, where can you find me? Um, oftentimes right here in the PWC. Now you can find me also on the Hami Media Group. Um, wrestling podcast. He finally I- made it. Finally we made it. Give you a round of applause. I mean, yalla, I did, yalla. I did every character in that dancing scene dance on the air. <laughs> Literally, that, he was. That, that was the initiation. And I did them all poorly. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. So, a bunch of networks Wrestling Zoom Network, PWC, Hameen Media Group. I think at Mark, I, you know, I, I know the jar goes back. I'm not sure if the network is too. Um, anyway, the podcast, Hammerlock Hangover, is the wrestling podcast that's not one of these. Uh, but you can often find me with Chris, with Jimmy, with uh, others as well. Um, Garden of Doom is my non-wrestling podcast. Esoteric, uh, mythology, theology, philosophy, history, every now and then a little pop culture squeezed in there. And Garden Views is more of sort of a fact-based exploration, a lot of times legal issues or other topical issues. Um, This week I just dropped an episode with a a legal journalist who's been tracking the same thing. I'm the laws of space, so we talked about that for a while. And I also recorded an interview, which I'll drop next week, with the retired two-star United States Air Force general who actually ran Washington Dulles International Airport for many, many years. And we're going to talk about what makes an airport run because there's going to be spaceports. And we're going to extrapolate with a general, a two-star. Ooh, my lot. Yeah. That's actually quite intriguing there, Jeff. Well, after that, you can find me right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find only my show you can find chris's and jess and all of ours for that matter also please like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com also check out rampage uncaged where me and chris actually do it all over again with this time with dr michael jargo and also with the opposite opinions right on vince russo's channel attitude.com we only cost, cost five bucks to actually see our heads right there. Five do, five buck hand slaps, dude. Straight Jimmy, to the I'll face. Pay five bucks just so we, we keep only seeing that image and not your face anymore. You can never look better. You can't fucking see me, Jeff. All right, literally. Exactly. Anyway, that's, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Screw We're the fucking both of you. All right, go fuck State. yourselves, both of you. Ah, uh, blah We're blah. Nah. We're celebrating. It's all good. Month. Hey, actually, it is Cena Month, actually. How ironic. It actually is. Wow. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at the PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects. Also, like and subscribe at the PW Hustle Networks and at HaminMediaGroup.Podbean.com. Fuck it. We're everywhere, guys. You can find us all over the place on all sorts of shows. And in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Chris Sams. And that's Evil Dose Jeff Lintman. And you've been listening to the PWC Friday Night Carnage right here on the PWC Network. Arrivederci. Stay evil, my friends.
This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.